0: trigger warnings
1: if you are easily offended grossed out or have past traumas this might not be the podcast for you you have been warned specific trigger warnings for this episode um include child rape and murder and um extremely gruesome uh abusive murder two adults. Hello. Good
0: morning. How are you? Drinking coffee. I haven't had that much. I had one sip.
1: This first coffee. First. Same. We were up really late last night,
0: though. Yeah, I had a late night contract. And you have an Army of Darkness shirt, and it's amazing. Ah
1: She's a huge door.
0: I love it. It's one of my favorites. He's the best B actor ever. Ever. Yes. Self-acclaimed will stay that way. Because yes. Can't be a Lister. And I've got my egg Allan Poe. Hey. That shirt is
1: awesome. I love it. It's itself. of
0: course. It's lovely. Oh. oh. So how was your week?
1: busy i'm thinking i
0: can't remember (laughs) which means busy yeah we were both very very swamped
1: it's not unusual for me to not remember what happened most people have that problem after a party i just have that problem (laughs) just
0: after the week yeah problem (laughs) it's normal normal Um, It's normal
1: for me, (laughs) Um, but are you drinking anything special this week or
0: no? Yeah, actually, Um, so uh, not to give too much away from, well, okay, so this is a lovely brew that comes out of a little town on the west or the west coast the east coast See? this is how you know you are from the west Coast <laughs> because yeah. everything comes up as west coast um like the beach means west coast to us <laughs> yeah yeah so this is a really cool uh coffee shop they started out like they remade like they they took an old truck and turned it into their little coffee truck okay. and then for the last year they they have a brick and mortar shop yeah it's pretty popular and it's two girls or female i shouldn't call them girls women right it's a women run business woman owned, and uh they roast with a woman owned roastery oh that's awesome yeah so um, it's pretty cool. I like their little um the way they did their they're very uh, low they're yeah,
1: lower. we follow mm-hmm. them on Instagram, yep, and we sure their do posts, their posts make me laugh so hard because they're like super, super, super girly, yeah, like wearing the scream masks <laughs> with like pink mini skirts on. Like yeah, I mean, I love
0: them. It's it's pretty cool. So this one is got some smooth chocolate and a damn good body. I mean, I It is delicious. I will say. Yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, today I'm drinking Pete's coffee because I love Pete's coffee. Oh, Pete's! Like we'll throw back to California again. California life. But. <laughs> yeah, if I was in Colorado and picked this one up. Oh, um, really? Yeah, when we were on our road trip. And it's their um, their fall 2021 special blend. Mm-hmm. It's pretty darn good. Medium roast. Love it. Oh, yes. So the tasting notes of this one are, are different than yours. Dried fig and date. Warm spice. Sparkling
0: acidity. Mm. Anyway, it's really tasty. I
1: really like
0: it. Nice, nice. Uh,
1: I think that's about it. Any artwork, any crafting things happening lately?
0: Just artwork for the podcast. Burr. I'm not going to
1: tell anybody what you did. No,
0: don't. It's a secret. <laughs> um, oh, when yeah, I have... I had fun doing some new artwork for the podcast. It was good, Yay. but that's all I had time for this week. I worked like I don't know seventy hours this week. Oof! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gotta make that money.
1: Make that money. <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready to hear what I have to tell you? I'm really. Looking forward
0: <laughs> to it, actually. I I, it. <laughs> this guy's a total shit stain. Ooh, <laughs> like, this is the best kind. I mean, like, seriously.
1: <laughs> there was, yeah, no. Anyway, today I'm covering Joseph Edward Duncan III, a.k.a. what he's really known for, Jazzy Jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of his nicknames. And I was like, really? How dare he steal that nickname?
0: (laughs) Jazzy Jet. Awesome. That's That's interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm going to start off with a quote from him. Just so you guys can get an idea (laughs) of his brain. <clears throat> the world will know who I really was and what I really did I am scared, alone and confused and my reaction is to strike out toward the perceived source of misery society mm. my intent is to harm society as much as I can and then die
0: he was out for blood and was expecting to just perish i'm gonna right. do i gotta move myself a little bit i'm sorry it's okay Oh, sorry guys
1: please get pants on
0: <laughs> i have pants i got leggings on
1: okay
0: All i did put on. a bra on today it was very hey. this is important i like well, remember bro- your bras yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> my face and then i looked in the mirror and was like i'm
0: breaking out again anyway overworked and underpaid totally underpaid (laughs) totally
1: okay so Joseph Edward Duncan's early life um but let me just explain a little bit bold please um Joseph was a serial killer born on February 25th 1963 in Tacoma Washington um he was confirmed to be active from 1978 to 2005, which was when he was captured. So, yes, this guy is no more. I'm just going to preface it with that, too. He's not alive
0: anymore. is so. he killed and then he died.
1: <laughs>
0: he followed his quote.
1: <laughs> so, his father was in the military and often deployed. Um which I get. You get we we have both been around military for our entire lives, so Yep. Tough. Um I couldn't cut it as a military girlfriend. It just wasn't my jam.
0: Being gone that long really screws your head up. And you tried a couple times. (laughs)
1: Didn't work
0: didn't work yeah. wasn't in the cards yeah it wasn't, it wasn't
1: his mother raised their five children while he was deployed so yikes I mean that's rough Um sister Sherry testified about what it was like growing up with Duncan um Joseph Duncan I know some some spots I put Duncan some I put Joseph but whatever um <laughs> Their childhood home and sherry said she and her four siblings were frequently beaten by their mother while she ranted that men were worthless and described her mother as a crazy woman who attended church excessively every day Um, she said when she was beating on you if you fought back it was worse in his case he just took what she gave and, and kind of whimpered off into his bedroom um, and their father was frequently the subject of their mother's division. And that, I got all that from Um Yeah. So it sounds like their mom was kind of a religious fanatic.
0: So yes, but in the more... Yeah, bad. I'll, I'll beat the crap out of you till almost death and you'll take it. And then... Somehow you'll come out of this.
1: Right. And being angry about, you know, their father not being around, which I get being angry about that. But like, don't take it out on the kids.
0: No, that's that's where parents go wrong as, you yeah. know. Right. Take everything out on the kids and the children are innocent. They're just trying to learn how to grow and be humans. Right. You learn from their environment, mostly.
1: So, a little nature, a lot nurture.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot nurture. Um, I personally think so, but there's truly really no way to know because we don't know what his brain really was doing before that. So who knows? Right. Um, however, <laughs> Joseph committed his first violent sex crime when he was just 15. Um, when he raped a nine-year-old boy at gunpoint. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. A year after that, he was arrested for driving a stolen car, for which he was sentenced as an adolescent and sent to a boys' ranch in Tacoma. Because
0: that'll fix him. Yeah, that sounds like a great environment for <laughs> this child.
1: <laughs> right. So it was at this ranch, Where, um, according to a report by the Associated Press, he told a therapist who was assigned to his case that he had found and sexually assaulted six boys. And he also told the therapist that he estimated that he had raped 13 younger boys by the time he was 16.
0: Wow. That's, That's a lot of rage. Right. Later
1: on in his life, he did say that that was all bullshit, but like, I don't think so. Sorry, guy, but I just don't, I can't leave it. Yeah. Ugh. Like, what he did, I mean, come on. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, in
1: 1980, Joseph stole a bunch of guns from a neighbor and then abducted and raped a 14-year-old boy at gunpoint. So at 17 years old, Joseph was convicted and sentenced for this last crime. And he was convicted, let's see, he was sentenced for 20 years in prison. Um, And it was during this time that he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. Um, And then he ended up only serving 14 years and got out on parole.
0: I mean that's a lot longer than i expected for that time period right. like you yeah. get you get all these years and you do like five right and you're let go but him doing 17 of a 20 that's good on the the judicial system that time 14 or 14 sorry
1: 14 i'm surprised because there are people literally serving six months for rape <laughs> it's
0: like yeah it's insane
1: um so Joseph lived in several places in the Seattle area during his parole but this parole didn't last too long because he was arrested for marijuana use which I just have to laugh about now cuz like it's legal pretty much everywhere <laughs> <laughs> he was released only a few weeks later also on parole but with some new restrictions mm-hmm. um during this new parole Joseph murdered Oh, Sammy Joe White and Carmen Cubias, Cubias, Cubias. I'm gonna say Cubias in Seattle in 1996, and Anthony Martinez in Riverside County, California, in 1997. But both of these cases went cold and didn't get linked to Joseph until many years later. And I'll talk about those more a little later.
0: Okay, so uh, these were his first murders right? right and I'm just throwing it in there
1: because like it's giving you kind of a timeline of his his events right but I'm also gonna go in order of how they were actually found out by the police so oh
0: okay I all mean right. I'm
1: kind of all over the place I feel like I'm all over the place but it's fine
0: there's a purpose yeah, there's, a, there's purpose. a rhyme to the reason yes
1: So Yeah. In 1997, Joseph was arrested in Missouri. All of my stories have like somehow gone through Missouri. It's very weird. Hmm. Um, And he was sent back to prison for violating his parole. Um, It doesn't really say like, hey, what he did. So I don't know. Um, three years later, thanks to his good behavior, Joseph was released from prison on July 14th, 2000. So at that point, he was born in 63, right? Did I put that? Do do, do 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 Okay, so he would have been, you know, pretty up there, not too old. Um, and at that point, he moved to Fargo, North Dakota. Good place to go, I guess. Fast forward a few years. <laughs> if you want to go hide out. If you want to hide out, that's definitely a good place to go. Um, so we're going to fast forward a few years to July 3rd, of 2004. Um, Joseph molested two boys at a Detroit Lakes, Minnesota playground, but he didn't get charged until March of
0: 2005. Um, so, so even though he was getting older, his victims stayed relatively the oh, same age.
1: Well, and I feel like some even younger, like Yeah. Definitely in this I don't know. Normally, that, uh, with, with pedophiles, it's like a, a specific, very small age group. Like, they go for really little kids or mm-hmm. a little bit older kids. This guy's, like, all over the place. Um, his bail was set At a measly $15,000. That's crazy. And Joseph had an acquaintance. He was a Fargo businessman. And this guy actually posted his bail. Like, what? What? I think think this other guy was probably, you know, a pedophile as well.
0: One of his kind? Yep.
1: And of course, Joseph... Skipped bail and disappeared because what else was he going to do? So, in June of 2005, a federal warrant was issued for Joseph's arrest on the charge of unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Um, and that's it for 2000 or June. June. We're going to go back one month, so this is where we start going. What the hell? Okay, so we're going to May. We're going back to May 16th, 2005. In my very favorite state, Idaho. Idaho. You know, you know. You don't Idaho. know there because <laughs> they don't want you there. <laughs> <clears throat> I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> discovered the bodies of three people inside their home outside of Coeur d'Alene, along Lake Coeur d'Alene. Um. Brenda Brunny, I, I, can, I even looked this up. I looked up, yeah. this, but I'm going to go with Brunny because I got five million
0: different pronunciations. Oh, really? That's always tough when you go and you're like trying to get the right one and you just. Yeah. It's all yeah. over the place. So it
1: was Brenda, her boyfriend Mark McKenzie, and Brenda's son Slade were the three found dead. But Brenda's other two children were missing. So an amber alert was issued for Dylan, age nine, and Shasta, age eight. Mm. And searchers began combing the area for the missing children while authorities continued investigating the homicides at the home. Um, the autopsies showed the victims had been bound and the cause of death was death was blunt trauma to the head. Mm. That's the way to go. Sad. Okay, so July 2nd, 2005. It's early in the morning at a Denny's restaurant in port Four different people recognized a little girl in the restaurant as Shasta. Shasta was there with a man. The server, the manager of the restaurant, and the two customers who recognized Shasta devised a plan to keep the man from leaving the restaurant with Shasta. After they had secretly called police, like
0: smart. That's instead of like making a big deal, they devised a plan to also not.
1: I don't think this guy really. I think he should know better. He's from Washington, like he should know better. But like Idaho people don't fuck with rednecks. You just don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm half redneck, half black <laughs> girl. So, <clears throat> police arrived and took Joseph Duncan into custody without incident. <clears throat> and I personally think it was like too easy. And the um, brother did say that he wanted to get caught, which is why he came back to the area. Mm-hmm. But he, he told his brother in letters that he was going to turn himself in. But I don't know. I just don't know. It's really weird.
0: It is strange.
1: So after Shasta identified herself to a server and authorities, um, she was taken to Kootenai Medical Center for treatment, where she was reunited with her father. Thank goodness she still has a parent. Yeah. Joseph was being held on charges of kidnapping and on that outstanding federal warrant. Hallelujah. Um, but where was Dylan? Wait, wait, where was he? Where Where did he go? Can't find it. So two children were missing when the police first started this investigation, um, and they had very little hope that they would have even found Shasta alive, let alone.
0: Right, because how long was this from missing to found? A little while. I feel like it was
1: a few weeks.
0: Yeah. That's a, b- by that point, right. people are thinking the worst and yeah. not thinking they're going to find her alive. So that was really lucky that she was alive, but right. she's also a girl, not his type. Which is really weird to me that he had her still. So yeah. Like, circumstances might've been that he just had to, to keep her quiet when right. he was taking the boy.
1: Right.
0: So. So,
1: yeah, they had way less hope now to find nine-year-old Dylan alive. So the police asked the public if anyone had seen the stolen red Jeep Cherokee with Missouri plates that Joseph was driving when he was arrested. Um, Apparently, Joseph had rented the Jeep in Minnesota and never returned it. And when he was in Missouri, he stole some license plates off somebody else's car and put them on there.
0: Switch the tags, yeah.
1: Right. So an employee at a gas station in Kellogg, Idaho, recognized the vehicle as one that had stopped at her gas station just hours before Joseph was arrested. Mm. And like, thank goodness people pay attention. Like, there are so many small towns. And that's what is so funny to me. Like, there's so many small towns in Idaho and Montana area. Right. Everybody in those towns will recognize you if you're not from there.
0: correct because they know everything going on in their town from like, sunup to sundown and, yeah. and beyond <laughs> yeah i mean like so, anything out of place they're gonna <clears throat> remember
1: i showed up in idaho when i was 15 years old into the town that my dad was living in at the time
0: i remember that trip <laughs> and
1: i had blue hair <laughs> mm-hmm. and I walked into a gas station and the guy working there just looked at me and was like he must be Dave Stone's daughter
0: and- <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, so creepy I was like who are you <laughs> I, what the hell but anyway
1: um, this same employee thought maybe the girl wandering around the station could have been Shasta but nothing seemed off so she didn't ask any questions but um after the employee and her manager reviewed the security footage they also saw Joseph in the footage so they called the police it's not um a lot of the tips authorities received were in very remote places along the Montana Idaho border of which i just said there are a lot of those places um there's not just a lot of small towns there's a lot of remote like very wilderness places that You have to hike into So on July 4th, 2005, investigators found human remains in a makeshift campsite in the Lolo uh, National Forest close to St. Regis, Montana. And they sent those remains to the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia for DNA testing where they were positively identified as Dylan Mm -hmm. Browning. So, yeah, very
0: sad. Let me just add that anyone who murders or hurts children or older people, the less vul- or the more vulnerable, I don't have good feelings for.
1: Same. Yeah, I think that I think some very harsh things
0: to help. I think if I think if you, you want to be a murderer, you go after someone who's your own size. Right. And fight it out. <laughs> should not be easy. Don't be messing with them children's and elderly, pe- elderly people. I don't like it. <laughs> I like that. Olderly. Yeah. <laughs> olderly. I meant elderly. <laughs> that was awesome.
1: <laughs> I like that word. I'm going to use it. Okay. The olderly you are. Right. Yes. I'm going to use it. <laughs> Eight-year-old Shasta was interviewed by police. Where told them she had been asleep in her room when her mom called her out to the living room. Joseph had tied her, uh, tied her mom, her boyfriend, and her brother. Uh, her mom's boyfriend, sorry, and her brother using zip ties. And Joseph was wearing black gloves, and he was holding a gun. So Shasta and Dylan were taken out to the stolen Jeep I mentioned earlier, and then Joseph went back inside the house where he killed their mom, their mom's boyfriend, and their big brother. But while Shasta waited with her brother in the Jeep, she said she heard her mother's boyfriend scream, and then she saw her big brother staggering away from the entrance to the house. Joseph bludgeoned the three to death. Thankfully, Shasta and Dylan didn't witness the murders. Um, I can't imagine
0: the trauma after it was that traumatic, just
1: traumatic, but like thank goodness they didn't actually see him bludgeoning them. hmm Um unfortunately though, Chasta and Dylan were taken to other locations where they were molested over and over for the next it was longer than I remembered, six weeks.
0: Oh, okay. Six weeks, that's oof. And so her- so she was molested as well? Yep. I guess. I think he just. Opportunity. Children. It just sounded like when he was younger, it was just more boys. Right, right, right. Yeah. So
1: that's very unusual. Shasta remembered that they had driven for a long distance and had stayed at two different remote campsites. Um, and, of course, Joseph, being the sick fuck that he is, was, told Shasta that he had beaten her family to death. He actually told her what he did.
0: Yeah, because oh, he, no, he had no, no remorse. He was a shitbag.
1: <clears throat> so knowing Joseph's movements and timeline a little better led the FBI to launch a nationwide review of missing children cases that were still unsolved. Uh, Joseph was then implicated as a possible suspect in several different crimes that occurred between 1994 and 1997, when he was on parole, and again between 2000 and 2005, when he was free from prison. He was cleared as a suspect in some cases, but authorities in Washington, and California, had evidence that led them to believe Joseph was the perpetrator of some unsolved murders in both of their jurisdictions, the two that I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm two cases not two people right um so now we're gonna talk about those in let's see beaumont california which is in riverside county we're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about Anthony martinez um on april 4th 1997 anthony michael martinez who was only 10 years old was in the front yard of his home playing with his friends and um An unknown man asked the kids to help him find his missing cat. Um, He even offered to pay them. And the boys refused, but the man snatched up Anthony, um, who I guess got in front of his uh, little brother and his friends, who might have been smaller, um, and held him at knife point and threw him into his vehicle. (laughs) So... After about two weeks of searching, um, Anthony's body was found nude and partially decomposed on April 19th in Indio, which is in the same area. Oh, yeah. So Anthony was bound and had been sexually assaulted. But even with a composite sketch of the suspect and a partial fingerprint found on the duct tape that Anthony was bound with, the case went cold. Until. Until? (laughs) Until. So, but only until 2005, when some bloggers, gotta love those bloggers. Yeah. Yeah, they noticed a couple of similarities between the composite sketch in the Anthony Martinez case and Joseph. Um, And between the vehicle the assailant was driving and the one Joseph drove. So, ding, ding, ding. This is when the feds um, and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children got involved and they contacted uh, Riverside County authorities. The Riverside County authorities matched the fingerprint taken from Martinez's body to Joseph. On August 3rd, the Riverside County Sheriff officially announced Joseph was connected to the Anthony Martinez case. Yay! Good job. Good work. Thank goodness. And like A little bit of closure to that family, you know, like you know who did it.
0: That's the biggest thing is, um, I always wanted to be able to work on cold cases because then, once that is solved, whatever the outcome is, the family and loved ones can finally rest and know that, know what happened and just. Even though it's most likely not a good outcome, it's still they can have some closure. I think closure for loved ones of um those victims is important.
1: Absolutely. I mean just even thinking I can't imagine thinking that the person that did something to your family member was still out there forever and ever and ever. So knowing that they're Yeah,
0: that's act- a that's a lot of lot of pain right. on your shoulders to have to go through that daily over and over and not know what happened and and know that the person's still right. probably around doing yes. other things to other people. Mm-hmm. It's good when those cases that were problematic and had little to no evidence are finally solved. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's it's a good feeling for for everyone involved, I think, when that can happen, I mean that's yeah,
1: everyone involved, seriously, like that's amazing. mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to talk about the other two little kids, Sammy Joe and Carmen. while in custody, Joseph provided the FBI with the details having to do with the murders of Sammy Joe, who was only eleven. And her sister Carmen, who was nine. And he didn't straight up confess at that time, but he did eventually confess. So there there's two more girls. That's the thing. Like he really was just into little kids
0: period. Yeah, you're right.
1: So Sammy Joe and Carmen disappeared on July sixth, nineteen ninety-six, after leaving the Crest Motel in North Seattle. Um shortly before 11 p.m. Some articles say it was to beg for money. Others say they were getting cigarettes for their older brother from a restaurant that was nearby. But, like, who cares? None of that actually matters. Yeah. They literally, like, some of the articles I read were, like, they were panhandling. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, it, none of that matters. No. So what matters is that they very unfortunately came in contact with shit-stained Joseph Duncan And at the time, police were unsure whether the girls had run away or if they met some sort of foul play. Um, But on February 10th, 1998, their remains were found by a transient who had been living in an abandoned barn in Bothell, Washington. Um, According to the medical examiner's office, the girls were most likely killed, like, really soon after they disappeared. And that's it for that. And now Joseph Edward Duncan III was, ugh, what a name, was convicted by three different courts.
0: Well, you can never trust anyone with two first names, right?
1: Well, I mean. Well, he
0: them had them. three first names. Three
1: names that are like.
0: They're all first names. names.
1: I have four names.
0: No, <laughs> I know. But, I mean, he had three first Name names oh, yes, now, nah, creepy. Super creepy.
1: <laughs> so he was first convicted by the state of Idaho for the murders of Brenda and Slade and Mark. Second, Slade.
0: By the, Slade. I like that name. Old badass.
1: Um. Second, by the U.S. federal court for the kidnapping of Shasta and Dylan, and the murder. Of Dylan as well, and various other crimes, and then third by the state of California for the kidnapping and murder of Anthony. Um, he was sentenced to life by the states of Idaho and California, but the federal court sentenced him to death. And Joseph died March twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, this year. Like, what are the? Oh, I literally typed in like. Idaho serial killers, just like random, and he's the only one that popped up. Wow! And it was like he died this year. I was like, this is really weird. So he died from brain uh, brain cancer while serving his time on death row
0: in Terre Haute, Indiana. Which is that's not enough pain. Not too far away from me. Yeah, but it's not enough pain. I know. had more pain. He they probably gave him pain meds too. Probably.
1: But the next Ugh. part I'm gonna read is directly from Murderpedia. Do you ever read? Okay. Yeah.
0: I do, um, sometimes. It it has a lot of good information in there. I found some weird
1: websites that had information on this guy too. Yeah. Um so we're gonna talk about the fifth nail and the fifth nail revelations. Um I'll get okay. it. Okay. <laughs> What's your face is like? Okay, then. <laughs> um, so Joseph had published his ideas on the internet, and he titled it The Fifth Mail, which is also the URL for his personal website, which I did not check if this is still up or not, because I don't want to. It's, it yeah. Go down that rabbit hole of this freak's mind. And yes, I'm calling him a freak because he is a true freak to me. Yeah. According to lore, in addition to the four nails used to pierce the body of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion, there was a fifth nail that was taken away and hidden by Roma. Duncan adopted the name for his own website and blog. The website depicted Duncan's day-to-day life as a sex offender.
0: This Ugh, yeah, we're not looking this website up. <laughs> no way. This is enough information for me. The
1: Fifth Nail <sighs> advocates for sex offenders and contained material that called for the legal reform law aimed at sex offenders calling them state-sanctioned discrimination. Like, seriously, dude? Duncan was particularly frustrated <sighs> for the requirement for sex offenders to participate in a public registry. Like, you did terrible things to children. With the help of a
0: ghost blogger, who the fuck would
1: help this guy?
0: Another sick fuck?
1: Exactly. Duncan posted (laughs) his new blog, Fifth Nail Revelations, from prison. He wrote his blog entries by hand and mailed them to the ghost blogger who posted them exactly as written. According to media reports, law enforcement agencies have been watching the contents of the new blog, in hopes of gathering incriminating information about Duncan's crimes, both known and unknown. But like, I don't wanna be one of them because I don't wanna read all this crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yikes. So I'm gonna read, cause he had one survivor, one single Aww. survivor, Joseph Sloan's survivor, Shasta Grunny. Sorry if I'm putting your name wrong, Shasta. Um, she said in a public statement, yes, Joseph Duncan is gone now, but it doesn't bring our loved ones back. It doesn't ease the aching pain of moments that they should be there and they aren't because of the selfishness, uh, selfishness, good grief, Heidi, selfishness of one person. One thing is for sure, he does not exist anymore. Now we can live our lives knowing that for so long, I've been struggling with hate towards that man. Today, I woke up feeling like my soul was finally free. I hope other people affected by Joseph Duncan weren't able to wake up feeling the same way. Um, She also went on to... Uh, she wanted to talk to the families of the two little girls that he had murdered. Right. Um, And, you know, the other families... As well, but yeah, she didn't want to push them into it, but she was sending them love. <clears throat> she's going about it in a good way. she's taking the positivity out of it um, do the Kootenai county Sheriff's Office also released a statement quote in May of two thousand five, the granny family of Kootenai county. Living in the Wolf Lodge Bay area was brutally victimized by a serial killer passing through our community. The family was stopped, attacked, and tortured. The killer murdered several family family members before kidnapping two of their children, both of which were brutalized and one later murdered. It was one of the worst tragedies Idaho has ever seen. Duncan was a brutal killer and the embodiment of evil. Bumper stickers that read, Kill Duncan, can still be seen in North Idaho today. Yeah. Uh, And jurors who reviewed and studied the evidence said that this one case changed them forever. The horrific nature violence and the young age of the innocent victims brought national attention to our peaceful community. And if you guys want to look up any of this stuff and deep dive into it, you know, I guess, Um, I used Google, Wikipedia Murderpedia, Seattle Times there were lots of local small news stations in Idaho of course that had coverage but uh, yeah that's it Mm. I didn't want to go any further into it because ew yeah gross Um, may his soul ever rot in hell (laughs) my sentiments and I think that's pretty much like everybody's
0: sentiment. He's yeah. He's a piece of shit. A shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't be like him people. Well, yeah, Let's don't be like him. let's learn from his behavior not do his behavior. Yeah, call yourself Jazzy Jet if you are like him. Come on. Yeah. Where did that come from? It should
1: be like I don't know. That should belong to somebody fun.
0: Not a shit stain. Not a creep. Jazzy Jet. Jet. Like, why did he even, he called himself that? I'm
1: pretty sure he came up with it himself.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't sound like a name like cops would give
1: him. It's called that by Jet. Jet,
0: Jazzy Jet. (laughs) Yeah. Weirdo. Anyways, that's the story. That's all I got. Mm. It was
1: a lot. Of coffee, so yeah, I hope everybody liked that one. Hope it didn't piss you off too much. Um, but be happy knowing that he is dead and brain cancer is pretty crappy. He had a not crappy enough was a glioblastoma,
0: glioblastoma, bath, bas- the it's one of the worst because it's Blastoma. It's not. It goes. Uh, so it, it envelops gives, and like it just
1: it tentacles. Like that. That's the one that like tentacles out into your brain. So gotcha. At least there's that. Yes. Anyway, he's
0: gone. Yep. That's about it. Where, Where can we find us?
1: We find us. <laughs> Yeah, I like to do that
0: part. Which part? Where you
1: can find us?
0: Oh, um well, send suggestions or comments to our email, yes, crimecoffeeandcrafts@gmail.com. Oh yes, we have a website, crimecoffeeandcrafts.com. Yes. <laughs> we- <laughs> 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 you can find um us on Instagram at Crime Coffee and Crafts Pod, Pod. Uh it has a link tree in there. Yes, use the link tree. Use the link tree because you can find us on all of our things like uh Apple where you can rate and review us. Because, you know. Woot woot, we're kind of awesome,
1: but only five star reviews. (laughs) Do
0: what you will, which you will, because we are fun (laughs) Um, and interesting. We think so. Um, Also, we've got merch now. We buy our things.
1: We have merch, and I'm not wearing my shirt today because I wore it yesterday.
0: I'm waiting for mine. And I would like to order some more.
1: Yes. So we have T-shirts in many colors with our logo, we have
0: and I have three. to say, like the colors that are chosen, I like a lot. They're really they they're good.
1: They have like fifty colors you can choose from, but I was like, no.
0: The the four we have yeah. available are perfect for what we're doing. Yeah, but the hoodie. Hoodie oh, the hoodie. It's That's lovely. Cool. Grab you one. Yeah, definitely. Because they're fun. Sure. Original artwork. Yep. Hi, Kristen. Woo. She didn't sign. <laughs> she I'm working on this, okay? <laughs> I'm working on
1: um what else? Being There's seen. In two different sizes, y'all 11 ounce and 15 ounce. And I just want to throw a little thanks out to my sister-in-law, Alex, because, like, she's going to make me cry. She's amazing, and she was our very first merch
0: purchase. Yes, we love Alex. And, yeah, she got
1: I mean, we love her regardless. Or anyway, but, like, she might be our biggest fan. Yay! Oh, sorry, y'all, but that's not... (laughs)
0: Oh, but we have other things. What do we? What else do we have? Oh, a beanie. Ooh, beanies yeah. colors with embroidered logo on it. Oh, so cute, okay. super. Okay. can't wait. A There's a tote bag, yes, yeah, a tote bag okay. for groceries, anything, yeah,
1: and it's a big one, so you can totally use it for groceries,
0: so find us and shop
1: with we'll- us, message us.
0: Donate. We're f- we're for we're for all of it. You
1: know, we're good. all of it. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So, right. yeah. See you later. bye For now.